Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy and Romance and all of the places they intersect that I truly love. Today is Friday, October 16th. It's Friday! <laughs> the ghost of Leo Kennedy appears. So, let's see. Um, I am, again, not feeling tremendously uh, garrulous today. This was when I would ask you, how are you? How are you doing? What are you thinking about these days? You know, I remember this from other years, um, having been a writer for a while now and uh, looking at sales leading up to the elections. That, uh, boy, the election in the U.S. sure sucks up a lot of bandwidth. <laughs> and this year, it's, of course, an incredibly important election. It was four years ago, too, but people didn't treat it as important. But if you don't live in the U.S., you probably just have no idea of how we are inundated here. It is just unreal. I I would love to see that changed. Um, the amount of money that goes into political campaigning, I think, is at the root of a lot of our wealth divisions in this country because the, you know, <laughs> only people who are either already wealthy or supported by wealthy people are able to get elected. But it's, um, it's almost like there's nothing else to talk about, which isn't the case. But we've only got a couple weeks to go. Um, so let's see. Yesterday I worked on Heirs of Magic number one. Still kind of drawing a blank on a title. I really need to um, sit down and brainstorm it with my method. Um which is I write down a whole bunch of words that I associate with the story. And then I sort of do like the synonym finder and etymology off of those and chase down various roots. And I talked to you guys about my um, paint swatch method, which I think is such a great trick for coming up with descriptive words. I should probably just try to do that. I noticed um, I was reading a self-published book and she, of course, had the, not of course, self-publishers are very savvy this way that they will almost always have the first chapter of the next book with the buy links in there at the end of the book. So you can go straight into whether you want to buy the next book. I know she had the cover too. And I've never done that. I kind of wonder if I should. I think that that might be a good idea and get those covers on there. I don't know. It might also increase the um, delivery cost. Amazon charges us a delivery cost if the digital book is um, too large. <laughs> I'm 
they, they figure a percentage for like the electronic delivery for their bandwidth because you know we wouldn't want Amazon to be out any money Anyway, I just thought that that was interesting because that did catch my eye seeing the, the cover in there. So I didn't get 3,000 words yesterday. I had to do a little bit more work on the proposal for Sarah, but it is all off now and in Editor Jenny's hot little hands. So um, thinking good thoughts there. And then I did get some work done on Heirs of Magic. I hope to get more done today, but I've got a Safwa board meeting this morning. Um, we've been having these meetings twice a month on Friday mornings because it's when everyone can be there. And I feel like that's important, but boy, do I resent <laughs> the disruption in my writing time. And what's funny is even though everybody there is also a writer, they, I don't know, kind of look at me, give me odd looks when I talk about it, disrupting my writing time. And I'm not sure, not sure what that's about. I think maybe most writers don't, or a lot of writers don't write the way I do, don't write as um, in such a ritual, organized way as I do. And I think they don't see why, you know, missing an hour or two changes anything. A lot of people write at night, too, and I just don't. <laughs> um, for me, you know, I, I often think about this quote from Margaret Atwood, which I can quote nearly verbatim, but this is a paraphrase. And she said, I became an afternoon writer when I had afternoons, and that she would have that time in the afternoons. And she said, and then when I went to writing full-time, I found that I would dribble away the day until it was suddenly 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and in a frenzy, I would pour myself into panicking that she wouldn't get her writing, her, her words in. And she would do it then. So she was still writing at essentially the same time every day. <laughs> and I do think that that happens. For me, I became a morning writer because it was the only time I could consistently write every day. And even though I never considered myself a morning person, you know, I actually don't think that's true. I'm thinking back to this. Why did I think that I wasn't a morning person? I think that... I thought I wasn't a morning person because I don't wake up fast. I am not one of these people who comes alert instantly. My emergence from sleep is slow and pretty dreamy and, you know, not like David, my husband, who, I mean, he'll open his eyes and, like, start talking. And my mom, I think, is the same way, where she like has things to say right away uh you know like for me i'm i'm all what are words <laughs> what are words who am i but i remember like my freshman year in college i took a 7 30 calculus class four days a week 
And I picked it because I'd been in the habit of getting to school at 7. Yeah. My senior year in high school, I took AP Biology. And the class voted, I guess because we were all terrible overachievers, to have the class start half an hour before school actually started so that we could... I don't know what it was that we wanted to get in, like some kinds of dissections or something. But, you know, like on the first day of class, the biology teacher asked us about it. And that was what we did was we got to school half an hour early so that we could have enough time to do all this stuff for biology class. And I felt like, well, that I was in such a good habit of waking up early like that, that I could um, maintain that habit and and go and do that early class. And I remember that, that first semester of freshman year, how much I liked getting up very early and walking across campus, which was very, very quiet at that time of morning and going to that class. I liked getting my classes done in the morning. So I'm not sure at what point I decided I wasn't a morning person. Um, you know, because I, I don't know. I don't know. It would be interesting to go through and try to tease that out. But I definitely have the creative flow in the mornings. That's when, even though I feel dreamy, that's when the words flow for me. Um, if I get too much later in the day, it just gets slower and slower. And at night I am sleepy. <laughs> so... I don't know. I could probably change it around if I wanted to, but I don't want to. And I don't mind doing this for now, but I am going to ask whether we need to meet this frequently. And the, the meetings tend to go on a little long, too. So, oh well. You guys don't care about several board meetings. <laughs> uh, I did agree to be on the Lyra board next year, the Land of Enchantment Romance Authors Board. Um, I agreed to be VP of Programs because we weren't going to be able to seat a board, and the chapter was going to dissolve if nobody volunteered. So I agreed because I'd been VP of Programs for a couple of years before, and pulling together programs isn't that hard. So I said, okay, I'll do that if I don't have to have any other responsibility. <laughs> and they, they said yes. They said, okay, that'd be great. And so I, I really didn't want to let my local chapter dissolve because one day we will be able to meet in person again. All, all the Zooming meetings, have, I think, have really worn people down. And I've been a bad kitty. I haven't been going to the Lyra meetings on Zoom because I just – don't really want to spend my Saturdays on Zoom. Those meetings go on long, too. There's something about the Zoom meetings that makes them tend to to go long. Um, I don't know what that is, but, but I don't like it. So, let's see, what else? Yeah, I don't know. Um, some of this is some of the things I'm thinking about I don't want to talk about out loud, which I know goes against the promise of 
verisimilitude and authenticity and honesty, but there are some things that I feel like I can't really talk about. Well, I will talk about one thing. Yeah, yeah she waffles. Um, it was kind of funny because a writer friend of mine sent me an email saying that she had just done an interview with this really fun podcast and they had asked her for suggestions of authors to to have as guests and that she thought it would be great for me and should she give them my name and email and i said yeah that would be fantastic i would love that thank you of thinking of me it was really wonderful that she thought of me <laughs> and then i went and looked up the podcast and the podcast is actually run by someone that another author that i know fairly well i mean obviously we're not besties and i was peripherally aware of her podcast but um you know i was like she and i have collaborated on projects together i won't go any farther than that but it's like well how come she didn't think of me on her own it's um it's just really kind of a funny thing it's like well I think it's because we're we're not writing in the exact same genre anymore, except that my author friend who contacted me about it is someone who is like barely romance at all, um, very solidly in science fiction fantasy. So maybe, I don't know, it's just a funny thing. It's like what comes to people's notice and what doesn't, which things get elevated in people's attention. It'll be interesting to see if she asks me <laughs> to be on her podcast. I should probably like, I don't know. I think these things get funny where you kind of do the the bean counting and relationships. Uh, you know, like who has contacted who recently. Um, I had a friend a long time ago who used to joke about herself that she was always waiting for the engraved invitation. And and it was a true thing about her, and unfortunately, because she would be, she would forever put me in the position of chasing after her, that she would um, not come come to me on her own. That it was always me having to invite her, me always having to send her an engraved invitation, and and that kind of relationship gets to be exhausting after a while because you think, well, this person clearly isn't all that interested in being my friend. But I think that that can get destructive too, because I think, especially in professional relationships, because sometimes we simply fall off each other's radar and it's not really intended as anything at all. It's just that we flat don't think of each other. So with that resolve, I think I will contact that gal and say that her podcast was recommended to me and I would love to be an interviewee. How's that? There are, does, I feel very mature. Do you guys think that I'm mature doing that? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a funny world, isn't it? I did unfollow one friend on social media and I was their friend who I've known for some, quite some time because she never followed me back and she barely acknowledged me. And I started to feel like I was the one sending all of the engraved invitations. 
And I don't know why. I don't think it was necessarily malicious on her part. But, you know, then sometimes you think, well, does this person actually not like me and they're not wanting to say so? You know, and that this is because I think for a lot of people, that's their gentle way of saying, I don't want to participate in this relationship anymore. And so I don't know. It's a naughty problem. How do you guys handle this? <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Uh, not much about writing today, huh? All about social relationships and the things we say to each other and don't say. Uh, I'm feeling very grateful for my friends lately because I should be very clear about that while, while I'm sort of going on about the people who aren't uh, thinking of me. The people who are are thinking of me in wonderful ways and are, you know, just the, uh, it's a tired metaphor, but I like it anyway, the wind beneath my wings. And so special shout out today to both Dorinda Jones and Grace Draven who are just the best of friends. Really lovely people. Look at that. It made me kind of verklempt. So, on that note, I'm going to go see if I can get organized before I have to get on to this board meeting. And I will talk to you all, well, on Monday, right? So, have a wonderful weekend. Um, Maybe contact a friend we haven't talked to in a while. Maybe I will do that too. Always good to reach out, especially in these times. It's a uh, it's easy for us to be hyper focused on particular things and not others, and it's easy to let those friendships lapse. So, but not you guys because you're there. We're having coffee every day, and I value that too. I'll remind you that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You all take care. Bye-bye.